0: How much do you know about Antarctica? Welcome to the Everything Antarctica podcast, where your hosts, Maddie Jordan and Johnny Harrison, will answer all of your questions. We'll talk to globally recognised experts, discuss current affairs, news, and ultimately highlight why Antarctica should matter to you. Come on a journey as we unpack everything you've ever wondered about the world's most extreme environment. Hello and welcome to the Everything Antarctica podcast. I'm your host Maddie Jordan and once again I'm joined by my co-host Johnny Harrison. This week we answer the question, what seasons are there in Antarctica? And we'll debunk the myth that it's all white on white with no real seasons. So let's get started. Johnny, do you want to tell everyone where Antarctica is, what seasons we get down there and explain how they work?
1: Good question, Matty. Uh, As we spoke about in episode one, uh, Antarctica is in the southern hemisphere and follows the calendar seasons of the rest of the southern hemisphere. Uh, The first day of summer is often considered the 1st of December, with the summer solstice around the 21st, 22nd of December.
0: So that would be the same as the shortest day in the northern hemisphere, or equivalent to their midwinter, and happens to be the longest one for us down here at the other end, so... The winter solstice for us around the 21st, 22nd of June, which would be the longest day in the northern hemisphere. So we work on opposites due to the, the
1: tilt of the Earth. <laughs> exactly, and then uh, autumn or fall is is the start of March, and spring starts in September, and these are a nice transition from the 24-hour polar day and polar night, um, and vice versa.
0: Yeah, crazy to think of that, you know, at the South Pole. They only get one sunrise and one sunset every year, which is the same that happens in the North Pole, but there's not too many people that camp out there to, to actually see that. But the South Pole, yeah, very visible.
1: It's pretty ridiculous when you think about it, eh? Even when you've been down on the ice.
0: Yeah, even at Scott Base, which is at 77 degrees south, where you, know, you and I have spent a bit of time, the sun rises on the 21st of October and doesn't set until the 20th of February, giving us four months of 24-hour polar day and conversely on the 21st of April the sun sets and doesn't come back above the horizon for another four months.
1: Yeah that's not to say that it's dark the whole time when the sun doesn't come above the horizon though right?
0: Yeah that's right so we do get periods of twilight as the sun starts coming back or or starts going south so it's not just like the sun sets and then we go instant darkness or the sun rises and it's instantly light all the time. We only really get about three weeks of true midnight darkness would you say or midday darkness Uh, and then that reverses on the other side where we get lighter and lighter until it transitions to 24 hours of sun up
1: yeah it's pretty wild to think when you're uh, hanging around in the height of summer and uh, go out into the midnight sun and watch it sort of circling around above your head and then uh, conversely to go out into the midday uh, midnight (laughs) in the the height of winter so yeah it's a pretty crazy thing.
0: Yeah I mean we've talked about seasons in a meteorological sense but when we talk about Antarctic research stations things are a bit more vague and a bit bit different and they vary between different stations so how does that work?
1: Yeah so uh, when we talk about Antarctic research seasons these are typically broken up into summer and winter seasons and the starts and ends of these will will uh, vary depending on where uh, in the continent these stations are. Uh, for, the, for us at uh, Scott Base um, summer usually kicks off in around um, uh, early October and it concludes at the end of February which is when the winter season technically starts um, and then the winter season rolls through to the end of October once handover is complete and the summer crew are all ready to run the base.
0: Yeah, and for other stations, depending on where they're located and access they have, the um, seasons there will vary considerably. I mean, for us, we have access via aircraft, which means that we can get people in and out relatively easy but some other coastal stations that get resupplied by ships it's a little bit harder for them.
1: Yeah, interestingly with the Australian Antarctic Division they most of their stations are up near the coast and, and they access most of the, uh, with with the bigger populations anyway and they take most of their people in on, on ship so it's uh, quite a different situation to us just jumping on a plane and flying down.
0: For sure, yeah, and speaking about populations, Johnny how do the populations vary between summer and winter?
1: Yeah, so in, in summer the, the population swells to about you know between four and five thousand people and then uh, in, in winter it drops down to about a thousand people on ice. So in summer mostly uh, most of it's due to the science research so lots of scientists, lots of science support going on um, and then typically in, in winter most of it's just kind of uh, running the bases and, and keeping the stations ticking over and, and catching up on any of that stuff that needs to get ready to go and, and prepped for the next summer season.
0: And the majority of that science happens in the summer because the weather is more settled and we get 24 hours of daylight and the typic- typically the temperatures are a wee bit higher so it's just a much more pleasant place to operate.
1: Yeah, you definitely wouldn't want to be hanging out in the middle of winter flying around with helicopters and things like that where it's dark.
0: <laughs> definitely not, no. Nah. And super cold as well so I'm talking about temperatures, what sort of typical temperatures would we get in summer and winter and actually what's the coldest month and the warmest months typically?
1: Typically the warmest months are, are sort of January and um, and then the coldest month is usually August so just after that uh, sun starts coming back up. Um, at Scott base the, the kind of the summer temperatures get up into the low positives and then uh, through the winter period they get down to sort of the negative 30s and that's kind of ambient temperatures and and then, of course, you got, got your wind chill on top of that. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: So what was your favourite seasons while you were down?
0: Uh, for me, I think the sort of July-August period was, was my favourite. I also enjoyed March and April in those shoulder seasons, and uh, both for, for different reasons. I think at, towards the end of winter in that July-August, we get um, a little bit of daylight because the sun's starting to come back up, lots of nice twilight. We get to experience polar stratospheric clouds or nacreous clouds, which are largely confined to the polar regions and are just super special. Light up the sky, just looks like there's an oil slick in the air, which is is pretty cool and in those shoulder seasons we get the transitions between day and night so we still get the auroras but we also still get a little bit of sunshine
1: as well That's a really magical time of year isn't it because you you end up essentially having these prolonged periods of twilight which it just makes it seem like the twilight goes on for the entirety of the day, it's just absolute magic
0: Yeah and the, the colours associated with that as well, I mean we can see a few mountain ranges and a couple of islands from Scott Base and when the sun's starting to come back and you get those long shadows it's just beautiful yellows, oranges reds, purples, pinks just everywhere and it's just it's so special to see
1: And then when you couple that with the fact that there's a whole lot of ice kicking around so then then it just lights up the entirety of, of all the ground is all just reflecting these beautiful colors that are in the sky right? Definitely,
0: yeah, and I, th- I suppose that's a contrast from what many people think, that Antarctica is just plain white all the time, but there are colours everywhere. We just don't see the green from trees and other things like that, but yeah, there's no shortage of colour.
1: Absolutely, and even um, in the middle of winter when you end up getting a bit of moonlight, it's kind of hard to sort of see the contrast between things because it is a lot darker. Um, but then you, you get the, the added benefit of all the auroras, right?
0: For sure, yeah. The, actually, the full moon in winter was pretty crazy because... You get to the point and you can walk outside without a head torch on and the the moon seems to be guiding your path and lighting up the foreground. So, yeah, they're pretty cool when the moon's out too.
1: Yeah, it's pretty stunning, isn't it? And then the the height of summer is kind of nice because you can sort of walk around 24-7, go out on the pressure ridges and things like that and, yeah, get out and have a bit of an explore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, lots of recreation that happens in summertime as well from going on walks and bike rides and skiing and things like that. But, yeah, I think that's probably worthy of a full episode in itself as well, don't you think?
1: No doubt it will be at one point, so we'll get to that.
0: (laughs) So just to summarise, in Antarctica, typically we just have a summer and a winter season. There are a spring and an autumn or fall uh, season that happens there as well, but um, the majority of activity happens in the summer and the, the winter. The summer supports a lot of the science because it's 24 hours of sun, and the temperatures are, are much more comfortable and the winter season typically only a, a sh- small number of people that are out um, staying at the research stations to make sure that they're ticking over and, and doing a little bit of science there but not as much as what happens in the summer.
1: Anything else to uh, wrap that one up? I uh, think
0: that's pretty all well it. Yeah again I think we've probably missed a few things but we'll touch on those in a future episode and yeah if, um, if there's anything else that you guys want to know about seasons then let us know and we'll We'll circle back around and cover it again.
1: Yeah, flick us a question if you've got any more, and we'll um, jump jump further into it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that. That's it for today's episode of the Everything Antarctica podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about us as hosts, you can find us on Instagram at Maddie K Jordan and at Johnny Harrison NZ. We're also on socials. You can find us at Everything Antarctica. This episode will be released on all streaming platforms and the long-form video will be found on YouTube. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This will really help us in our mission to make this podcast as good as it possibly can be. Please share this episode with your friends and social networks so we can spread the word to more people. Until next time, stay cool.